This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. David here, your little ray of sunshine from Our House on Joy 94.9. The Our House podcast is sponsored by Solar Heart. It's not just solar, it's Solar Heart. For details, check out solarheart.com.au. Welcome to our house, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. My name is David Gale. Thank you, David. My name is Russ Masterson. Whether you're buying and selling, renting or sharing, upsizing or downsizing, or just thinking about where you'd like to live, this is the GLBT Real Estate Show for you. It is indeed, and I'm Paul McClure, and there's one criteria for the music we play on our house, and that is, it must have something to do with houses or homes. Ooh, that sounds good. It does. We look forward to your questions and comments, so please send them in to us by email on air at joy.org.au, by phone 1300 JOY 949, or by SMS 0427 JOY 949. That's 0427 So, of course, if you do phone 1300 JOY 949, you could talk to the gorgeous Gordon. Gorgeous Gordon. The gorgeous Gordon. Oh, Uh, we Manny McGregor. Yes. I hear hear there. On tonight's show, we'll be talking to Veronica Kipros, an Airbnb super host. (gasps) How fantastic. About her experiences hosting Airbnb properties and all about Airbnb property insurance. Sounds exciting, right? I'm a little bit interested. You've piqued my interest. I'm very interested. Of course, we'll be looking at current rates in the marketplace. And My favourite. I know. Oh, I, can I can hear that wait. song now. And some, sales of the, and some of the sales over the past weekend in our rates check segment. And we will check in with Lance again on Days of Our Lance. New segment. Ooh, Went well yes, last week. I liked segment. it. Yes. yes. Well, we're here to take a real estate journey with you. And we're not experts, so we've brought the experts in to share their experience and knowledge with us and with you. You're listening to our house on joy 94.9 and now for the most serious part of the show the most exciting (laughs) part of the show you can tell from the music that it's the most exciting part well i just Danced my way back to my chair after listening to that fabulous song. Thank you, Paul. I thought it was the theme. I I thought it was the theme that was getting. I think we should change the rate. Check theme to that. I'd like to (laughs) play away with that every week. Brought back memories. Oh, I did so many. Now listen. Listen, that RBA thingy meant today. They met, met and guess what they of did? Of course they did. I forgot all about that. It's I should have been Tuesday. focused on it. It's I was happy busy at Tuesday. work. Happy Tuesday. What happened? 6th of December and nothing changed. 
<gasps> what a shock that is. Yada, everything's set and it sits still for another year. While we were away, mm. while you were away, actually, we so thought Tell me about there wasn't it. movement. No, because the Cup Day rates, um, the, the board meeting, the RBA board meeting, yeah. they had all of the financial data from the previous quarter right up to the end of the September quarter. So they get the unemployment, they get the growth figures, the CPI, all those sorts of things that really are the serious uh, contenders as far as influencing their rate decision and there was no change in November. And I think, mm. remember, Paul, we were talking yeah, about... Yeah, 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 and you mentioned... There may not be anything it, happening until, you know, yeah. January, probably February before... Because it's that that quarterly set of figures mm. that really do weigh heavily on those oh. reserve board governors. I'm proud of you, Alan Colas. I really am. That's oh. a good prediction from both but of you. But nevertheless, look, yeah. you know, sometimes things are happening in the economy and they go, oh, we've got to do something. Let's put them up. Let's put them down. Well, they are expecting... Um, a negative um, economic growth figure tomorrow, which really you know, I'm waiting for these to rise. I want the interest rates to rise, but for why our is that? Oh, I just I'm over it. I want something exciting <laughs> to tell our listeners each week. <laughs> however, however, they haven't gone up. Official rate is 1.5 percent. Um, our best, our best rate this week is what do you got? HSBC at 3.55 percent. Now, David. You are our human calculator. I know yeah. that only too well. Oh, what, what are you going to do I to me? I <laughs> have decided that I've seen a, a wee little flat in East St Kilda that I am going gaga over. Not East St Kilda, excuse me, East Melbourne that I'm going completely yeah. gaga. 300 grand. Yep. Okay. And I have a 10% deposit. Can you, based on this HSBC 3.55% interest rate, if I went and got a loan... Uh, for two hundred and seventy thousand yeah. dollars, how much would my monthly ten percent off? Yeah, two hundred and seventy thousand. Um, three point five, around about three point five five. Uh, probably about nine and a half grand if you just did interest only. Yes, 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 yes. And nine and a half grand over a year would be nine ninety five. About one hundred and eighty five dollars a week. So that's an interest for interest only loan. Yes, yes, yes. That's with your ten percent deposit of uh, thirty thousand. Yeah, be about nine. Now. In rental terms, most people would be paying maybe a little bit tick over $184 a week. So if you paid $200 a week, you're already taking off some of your uh, principal. If you paid $250 a week for this, it's a one-bedroom, I assume. It is, yes. So if you paid $250 a week, you'd be getting into your principal by, um, you know, an extra 60 Six or sixty-five dollars per month, and the point is, we've proven it again. It's doable. Well, it's sort of mm-hmm. cheaper than rent in in most circumstances. Now, I saw in one of the uh, one of the lower sales oh. an apartment that we'll talk a little bit about when we go through those. But it was two hundred ninety-eight thousand mm. dollars, and that is the three hundred thousand less ten percent or twenty percent, depending on. And the who weird you go thing through. is, they're all over the city at the moment, and we will check those in a moment. However, rates this week. Uh-huh. Um, your cheapest is with HSBC, 3.55%. Ubank is always there, um, 3.74%. Well, we've talked about them. Uh, loans.com, 3.39%. We love them as well. Um, state um, custodians, 3.59%. So they're all around that 3.5%, which is fabulous. Um, the only one what of about the big four that yeah. I'm going to actually look at this week is in, uh, NAB. I knew it would be them. They are constantly in the um, in the top 20 um, yeah. best loans around. And, and so theirs is 3.74%. Two-year fixed, um, bonus start. Or rocket starter, I think it's called, or something Anyone like that. Anyone yeah. would think you're in the market. No, the way I've been you listening just to it, and of course, while you're away, both. 
Paul and myself, we were slaving over those rates just oh, to I find out you, where both. the best ones I were. I love you, both. So we've learned a little bit along the way, which is what this show's about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's a, a good show, and we hope we motivate our listeners to get out there and buy, buy, buy. <laughs> now, listen... <laughs> This week... Forget Christmas presents, just yeah, buy a couple buy of apartments house. instead. Oh, look What's then. been happening in the auction area this well, week? Very exciting. As always, yeah. 1,094 auctions this week. What was the clearance rate like? 79%, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. What was last year's clearance 1,539 rate? went last year at 65%. So, yeah. you know, there's still like 500 properties that aren't on the market that were on there this time last year. Well, whether they were up for sale or not, but at the same time, the difference in clearance rate is astounding, 65 to virtually 80%. Yeah. So there's more less properties out there, but they're all getting snapped up. This is the height. We're getting towards the throes of the spring sort of property market. Yeah, and I... Uh, if you haven't sold by now, you're probably getting a bit desperate. Well, I've got a neighbour around the corner who's just, whose sign has just gone up. I can't tell you. I can't I know wait for it is too. I cannot tell you how much I'm I looking forward to that open is. house. <laughs> I know whose house that is. I think it's a friend of both of ours. Now, listen, 718 were sold at auction. 147 were sold before auction. 228 were passed in. 10 were withdrawn. So, yep, it's, it's, it's a good um, time to sell. Yeah. Sell, tell sell, us sell. what about the top and bottoms of the market? Oh, so we love tops and bottoms. Yes. yes, I'm a top and the top sales for this week were uh, in houses 5,100,000 in Hawthorne. Well, that's probably a that? good price. Can you believe that? Probably a good price for what you're getting in Hawthorne. My mother lives in Kew. Far Kew. <laughs> Her, yeah, her suburb, outrageous, mm. $4,350,000 for a house in Far Cube. Did you flog off her house and she's going into a maximum security nursing home? <laughs> I only wish. <laughs> I only wish. <laughs> Hi, Mum. Um, Apartments. Top, top flats this week. Mm-hmm. Malvern, 2660000 Yeah. Rose Street in Richmond. What a gorgeous Do you know where suburb. that is? Yeah, I do. I it's do. a nice street. It's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Two million two hundred and fifty grand. Um, the others in the top were Ashburton, Melbourne, Ashburton. Yarra. Yeah. Where would there be a flat in Ashburton for two million and fifty thousand dollars? You've got me on that. Mm. It is actually in Solway Street, Ashburton. Okay. And oh. Turak Road, South Yarra. I saw there was one. How much was that? One million eight hundred eighty grand. Wow. Yeah, so pretty good. What about? Let's go to the bottom. Oh, see, this is my favourite part. This makes me think I can. Well, go you left the tops a moment ago, yes. but yeah. where are the bargains in houses? Okay, so the bargains in houses, rolling rolling them off a Melton. Hastings, Whittington, Roxburgh Park and Hampton Park. Okay. Now, Melton South was our cheapest this week. $235,000 for a two-bedroom home. Gee. Crikey, that I is cheap. Think of all the money you'd save on an inner-city house. You could spend that on trains oh, and look, I uh, think I could go petrol. Out, you know, I could go out there and, and open up a, um, a travel agency and you could open up a deli and we could move out to Melton South together. I'm sorry for all the listeners that are out there, but I don't know where Melton South is. It's obviously south of Melton. Well, this is the time we go to Paul and ask him where Melton South is. So near Werribee Way. It's a bit like South Morang. There's no Morang, but there's just (laughs) South Morang. There's no east, west, or central. What about Central Morang? I can't believe this is a suburb called Doreen. (laughs) What about the bargain apartments? (laughs) The bargain apartments, we digress as always. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, these are the ones that people tonight should get out there and buy. Jump on it. Braybrook. Does anyone know where Braybrook is? Foots Grey Way, I think. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Sunshine, that is our cheapest apartment for the for the week. Two sixty eight thousand. Two hundred sixty eight thousand. That's good. My old hometown of Port Arlington. 
Oh, How much? Oh, now Port Arlington listeners, your sweet listeners, is a lovely little town. I grew up down there and they've got a great pub where you can get a chicken parmigiana. It's beautiful. I've had the chicken parmigiana out there. <laughs> it's a beautiful little Tell me, um, how much was the uh, apartment in Port Arlington? It'd be a flat anyway. Yeah, $280,000. Wow. Now, there is one that caught my attention. Ah, it is we spoke flat about number this. 2, 5A Rusden Street in Elstonwick, which isn't far away from your place, mm. Paul. It's not far. It's around the corner from McDonald's. You keep going down the, yeah, the highway, and the then highway. there's that set of lights, and what then has, you turn left. What has piqued your interest on this? Well, I, had a little, I checked it out. Yeah. It's a little red brick brick block of uh, flats, and red blue blue. Anyway, and it's a one bedroom, one car park space. Uh, it's got a carport. It's got one bathroom. They've repainted it all. There's a new oven. You know, the bathroom looks a bit dowdy, but like for your first place, two hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars. Now we were talking about wrong. paying one hundred and eighty-four dollars or so a week, or $185 a week, if you were just paying interest only. So, you know, you could have that for about $1,000 a month. I think that's a bargain. And you're paying off your own home. All right, well, if you want to go out for the uh, flat inspection um, on the weekend, I'll come with you. Um, you know, I'm happy, and Paul will come to the auction with you, and we'll be yeah. your, we will be your silent bidders. Well, that yeah. one's already yeah. sold, so we've got to keep oh, on that checking quick. out those bargains. Oh, yes, it was sold. Sorry, Last it's on the list. Then. Yes, anyway. Okay. There's your rates check for this week, folks. Whoa. <laughs> Hi, come on in to our house on Joy 94.9. I am excited about our next guest tonight. We've got Veronica Kipros in. In the studio now, Veronica is um, an Airbnb host, super host. a super host. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me there. She's a super host. She's a lovely lady. She has a world of knowledge regarding how to Airbnb a property, um, how to deck out a property with Airbnb, how to insure a property with um, uh, to make sure you're fully covered in an Airbnb, and uh, she's going to fill us in on all the do's and don'ts as well as about being an Airbnb uh, operator. You know, that's enough, Russ. Welcome, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Look, it's so good to have you here. Now, Thank as we, we've had a little chat before the program... I've got an Airbnb apartment and we have a lot in... Well, we have a little bit in common because I've only just become a host just over a month ago and it's actually quite an interesting thing. But to have a guru in the studio, as we say, we call in the experts. You're the expert. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't know that I've got uh, enough time on the program to really sort of um, give you too much of an insight because um, I can tell you there is an awful lot to know Mm. and um, I'm still learning every single day, um, every day that I've been involved, you know, has been learning. Experience. How long have you been doing it? Yeah, when did How you long start? Have you been in the uh, Airbnb business? Look, I started um, hosting in my own home um, in 2014, early in 2014. So um, I hadn't heard of Airbnb before that, but mm. in 2013 I went to New York with my kids, mm-hmm. um, and they, being young people, knew you know all the all the ins and outs of what's what's the latest thing to yeah. do, and um, and they said, oh, you know, we booked this apartment on Airbnb, and so that was my first experience of it was staying mm. in an apartment that was booked on Airbnb. And then um, when I came back, I'd only um, I was just building a new house, a townhouse in Williamstown where yeah. I lived, um, and um, I was about to become an empty nester. So my last, you know, twenty-six-year-old child was at home, but she was just about to buy a place with her partner. <laughs> leaving yeah. home, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was, yes, I was already, leaving. you know, at the bottom lip leaving. was quivering, and know. you know, like I was already, <laughs> you know, I was already sort of being quite emotional, and and the kids, and they said, look, you, you know, you really should consider doing some Airbnb. Well, the champagne hosting. corks just started popping. Well, they did, and you know, I'm a, I'm a well-known party animal anyway. Uh. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll do, well, I one of these mind. days we'll get you to tell us all about those Sitches stories, well, Veronica. Oh, God. That's, another, that's a whole other program. <laughs> so your daughter moved out and you thought, yeah. look, I've got some extra rooms. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah, that's right. And when, uh, as I said, you know, I'd built the house from scratch like mm-hmm. just before that and I had actually designed the bottom half of the house to be quite self-contained. So, yeah. so the bottom half of the townhouse is kind of like two bedrooms um, and an ensuite bathroom and, and a laundry, which I sort of planned to be a bit of a, um, a kitchenette. So the laundry's yeah. got like a bar fridge in it and, you know, a microwave and that sort of thing. So really somebody could live very comfortably there in mm. that bottom half. And so I thought, okay, well, that's obviously the perfect space to do Airbnb in. Yeah. And so I started in my own home and um, immediately loved it. And it was very successful right from the word go. But um, I guess uh, there's a few things to know about, like Airbnb hosting, there's a lot of People do it for different reasons and they have different sorts of properties. So um, broadly speaking, you might say there's um, in-home hosting, which is what I'm talking Mm. about here, where Mm. you live in the residence and you might be letting out a spare bedroom or something like that. So I would call that in-home hosting. And then you have... scenarios where you might have, say, an investment apartment or a holiday home down on the beach or whatever, where you are letting the entire property. And that's really a very different scenario and a different uh, hosting experience altogether. Um, It's actually interesting, though, because mm, either way, we end up meeting some amazing people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and that's been the the joy of it, especially with the in-home hosting, is I have Mm. had guests from all over the world. Um, I'll take um, in my property, I can accommodate four people at a time so mm-hmm. I tend to wow, get okay. I, I might get uh, like one couple I might get two couples having a holiday you know mm. or a weekend away or yeah, whatever. Or a family yeah and where yeah. do your um, in hosters um, come from all over the world or uh, a few Absolutely. from Aussie as well uh, well I actually did a bit of analysis last year because um, uh, I did a uh, a bit of a talk for um, uh, one of the local councils and uh, and so I actually sat down and did some stats and worked out where people had come from mm. uh, and turns out that uh, 60% of them came from overseas and I actually wow. also looked at the uh, and I sort of broke it up into the demographics were Australian, Asian or other international. They were kind of the okay. three okay. categories. That's how I kind of categorise yeah. people. Um, the majority were Australian, but very, very close second was um, Asians. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. of the Asians, um, I have to say that the majority are Chinese. Mm. Oh, the right. Chinese love me. They just love wow. me. <laughs> I, I've done both. I've done I've Airbnb'd mm. a, an entire apartment and also a yep. room in an apartment. Yep. And I have to say that having... A room in an apartment where the owner's still there yes. is great as a resource because he yeah. he was incredible. He had maps of everywhere, so you know yeah. recommendations for where to eat, where to go. Where, yes, and yep. it's it's fabulous to have that on yeah. on tap. Well, I just recently stayed, uh, I've just come back from overseas from a month overseas and I stayed in five different Airbnbs while I was gone. Mm. Um, and my two best experiences, one was in Vienna, and, which was a whole apartment, mm-hmm. uh, and the other was in a very similar apartment in Prague, but the Prague one was actually in the home with the hosts. Um, right. But it was a very big apartment and I actually had my own bedroom, which had an ensuite yeah. bathroom and my own little lounge area. So even though we were living within the home, um, it, we didn't really, you know, I mean, we we sort of bumped into each other yeah. morning and evening um, and we'd sit and have coffee and have a drink and what have you. And then I'd go out and do my thing and they went to work. So 
was it was great. And what would people do if they had a spare room or rooms at their homes at the moment and they were considering doing some in hosting? Would they Mm. contact Airbnb first, obviously, if that's what they wanted to? Would I mean you obviously highly recommend it and and it's been successful to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, What's the screening process as far as people coming into your home? You you obviously get to say yes or no first. Yeah, you do. Well, look, um, the the Airbnb platform is is probably of its type or of of that those types of platforms. It is the best, without yeah. any doubt, because you do have the ability to review and screen guests. You, if you don't like the look of someone for whatever reason, um, you know they're not coming, you know, not communicating well, or mm. they're not coming across the or way you would like. Bad reviews or, or pre- previous bad reviews, yeah. you can see them. Oh yeah, uh, that's quite amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah. Been yeah. yeah, but yeah. they they can also see re- your reviews. Your reviews. Yeah. So yeah. if yeah. if you come across as a bit of a crummy host, <laughs> or you know, if you if you're a bit of a snarly host in the well, morning. Or, or you think you're offering a dating service that's going to come up on your reviews, right? Actually, oh, well, I found you know, a couple it can of come fun. back to haunt you. Like everything in life for us, it can come back to haunt you. I found a couple of interesting reviews because you might have somebody that uh, says, oh, you know, I didn't really like this place very much. And then you might see that the host says, you know, this person didn't observe the house rules. They were, oh. you know, weren't yeah. on time and they left the place in a mess and blah, 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 blah. So it's actually interesting. I, I just have a look through some of those just to see the yeah. cat fight that's right. going on. But it's, it's interesting because you get both sides of it and yeah. uh, you can sort of go, you know what, and as an Airbnb host, I'm sort yeah. of going, you know yeah. what, no, I don't think I'm available yeah. that night for you yeah. or I can reject yeah. that person. You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. Yes, you are. You're listening to Our House. It is 9.34. We are so lucky to have... Who do we have here? Veronica Kipros in the studio tonight. Now, we've just been talking about... What does Veronica do? Airbnb. Ah, yes. Super host. Oh, she is a super host. Mm. Wonder Woman. (laughs) Um, We've just been talking about in-host... Uh, having somebody come in into house, your home. In-house, like house, at your home, yep. yep. Um, what I liked about what Veronica was discussing while we were at the break was um, you should just try it, right? There's no yeah, I, I reason think, not to. I think a lot of people agonise for a long time before taking the plunge and actually mm. doing it. And, and once you start doing it, you think, well, what was I worried about, honestly? Yeah. So uh, you could register is, online and become a, a host yeah. and then just have one booking and see how well, you go. Well, that's right. I mean, you take a booking. And the thing is you can block the calendar out. You, you can make your place as available as you wish. You know, mm. there's nobody putting a gun to your head it's to rent it out all the time. Yeah. You know, if you want to only make it available for this weekend in three months' time or whatever, you can do that. You know, you mm. can block it out as you wish. Now, Veronica, since 2014 when you started in-house home in-house home hosting. <laughs> I, was gonna, I knew I was going to have trouble <laughs> I saying know, that. It's a now you've gone on from there. You've taken the plunge and you've taken on on uh, other apartments and houses, yes. and you've become a host in other aspects. So yeah, tell definitely. us about that whole process. Um, well, I've uh, now got uh, four apartments in the inner Melbourne area. Wow! So they're they're all two bedroom apartments. Uh-huh. Um, I've got two in South Melbourne in one building. Um, I've got one in Port Melbourne and one in South Yarra. And you still host at home as well? And I still host at home yeah. as well. But uh, in, at home, like, I don't mind whether I have bookings or not. Like, I'm not in my own home looking mm. to have, like, 100% occupancy. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I need a break from time to time as well. Exactly. But um, uh, in the apartments, of course, I mean, that's a whole other proposition. Um, What's well, a business? Not, I'm not obviously living in them. Um, mm. And naturally, you would be, you know, trying to get a good level of occupancy yeah. and income. Now, look, as a new host myself, I'm actually doing the work 
myself. So I'm mm-hmm. changing the sheets and cleaning yep. the bathroom and doing the quick vacuum and doing the rubbish mm-hmm. and making sure everything's nice and a few little flowers and a few things in the fridge and all that sort of stuff. So who does all of that for you? Well, I've got um, a service that does that. And one yeah. thing that I think people are very unaware of is that um, this whole um, industry and, you know, the short stay industry, which has now become sort of so public with, you know, the rise of Airbnb, mm-hmm. has also generated a massive ecosystem around mm. it because all of those hosts who have all of those properties, they need cleaning, they need maintenance, they mm. need all kinds of things. And um, so there has been a huge explosion in those types of uh, service you know, house yeah. services. Something I'd thing. never thought of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's great for the economy too. You know, yeah. it's creating jobs. Um, so, yeah, I certainly use the service because there's no way no one can clean four apartments yeah. plus yeah. my own home and all the rest of it. Um, You'd and need a man to do that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, several. <laughs> several. Not In just fact, one. Russ, a friend of ours, yes. um, he has three apartments. He and his partner, mm-hmm. the, the two of them, they have three apartments oh, yes. in one block. And he actually goes in with somebody else to help him do it each day. So, that's his job. Yeah. Like, his partner's off working, being a whatever he yeah. does, and, I know and plenty he's of there yeah. doing those three apartments and he basically knocks the, all three down mm. with some help and, you know, that's a way. But you can you can come up with all different ways of, uh, of doing Absolutely. that. You could just be the host, yep. you could just be the cleaner, you could do, yep. do all sorts of things. So yep. you've got other people doing that for you? I have because I've got a day job and, and not to mention it was never my um, objective to become a cleaner. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't mind cleaning. In fact, I've you know, probably cleaned to a pretty high level, but, but really that's not, uh, you know, something that I aspire to. Mm. Um, so I do have a, a cleaning service and <clears throat> various other, you know, linen hire is an important one oh, yeah. because yeah, yeah. Um, obviously I don't want to be dealing with linen. But I mean, I have scenarios where sometimes I have all four properties needing to be cleaned on the mm. same morning uh-huh. or the same day. Well, you can't so, do all that yourself. No, no. Well, no. in fact, no, probably no one cleaner could, you know. So that's where, like, I prefer to use, personally, I prefer to use a professional service yep. that would have um, a, a, a large a larger number of staff who could cope with that. Yeah. So this is really a business for you and it's yeah, um, it something is, totally. to generate more income because, yep, absolutely. Um, you know, this this is a return on your investment and, and yeah. uh, this is something that's completely different. It's another, it's it, like a small business. Well, it, it is totally like a small business and it's something that really, it, it appeals to me on many levels. Uh, one is, I guess, that, like, I really enjoy process and systems and creating systems. I mean, I've had a few businesses that kind of, you know, making something really tick along like mm. that really appeals to me. Um, obviously, there's a potential to make a reasonable income. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also brought me into this community. There's a massive community of hosts out there. That's mm. the other okay. thing that people should know. Yeah. Um, it's it's like, a, again, a whole other world of people who are all doing this. Strangely, you should mention that because yeah. there was a conference recently and I saw yep. adverts from Airbnb. Now, you know, I was in my first month last month, so yeah. I saw all of this. Oh, come to the Airbnb host meeting. And I'm going, oh, really? I wonder where that is. It was in LA. Did yes. you go to that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I went to the one in Paris last year as wow. well, uh, so, which, which ended badly, I might add. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had the terrorist attack on oh. night two. Oh, right. <laughs> so they actually called the whole thing off. Right. Sort of right. but, but tell yeah. us about the one in LA. What, what was, what was yeah. on the agenda there? Well, uh, I think the, the biggest news at the LA conference was was uh, they've uh, Airbnb have now sort of really reinvented themselves. They've they've uh, launched um, a, a revised um, platform um, which incorporates what, well they call it trips, and really uh, I mean the, the best easiest way to explain it is that Airbnb are going to really be owning the travel 
process from end to end. Mm. So um, wow. um, they've launched um, what they call experiences, where, for instance, um, a host or, or anybody else might offer an experience on the platform. So I might, for instance, offer, I don't know, um, cooking lessons. You know, I'll mm. teach somebody to make a you know, German uh, cake or something. Mm. Um, and so people can actually sign up on the platform to come to my place and learn how to bake a German Wow. You know, stolen. Strudel or something. A stolen at this time of <laughs> you year. Know, um, and as a host, like I can offer that on the platform and, and charge extra, mm. you know, charge mm. for that. For that mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, well, for that yeah. experience. And some of those experiences are quite elaborate. You know, there's mm. sort of things that go for three days and other things are just little things. Um, but that's so one of the things. Then there's also, uh, there's a whole lot of range of things that are now built into it. And I believe yeah. that Airbnb are even, uh, I think they're courting airlines. Well, I was going to say, are they looking at putting in air packages? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's, uh, I mean, it's not launched yet, but uh-huh. I uh, I know that they've been doing things with um, Qantas and with um, other carriers, uh, for instance, with their loyalty programs. You yeah. can now earn Qantas points for booking on Airbnb. Oh, that's great. That's a good yeah. idea. And so, yeah, I mean, you can imagine that the next step would be mm. that, you know, that you'd be able to, the packages, you'd mm. be able to book your, your airfares on Airbnb as well. Right. So it's a pretty big, it's going. It's a pretty yeah. big company, isn't it? It's huge. It's yeah. huge. Billions of dollars worth. Billions and billions. And they've got the money that's to just the make these Airbnb, things happen. So. Yeah. That's it's right. But they, you can see they really want to mm. own the whole pra- travel process end mm. to end. I mm. think that's a great idea. I mean, there's room for it out there. You've got your Expedias and your Webjets and all of yeah. that. And I think Airbnb should, um, you know, put its um, big its toe in the pond and yeah, go well, for just, it as well. Just as if you go onto a hotel um, booking site, they, they, will, they will offer mm. airfares and possibly yep. side trips and all that sort of stuff. And so they've got Airbnb's a loyalty market anyway, so they might as well give yeah. them a yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but for the traveller, it means that they can book their entire trip end to end on the platform, on the one platform platform and hey, not sort of Tell me, Veronica, when you were there, did you um, schmooze with all the other Airbnb hosts? Yeah, sure. What sort um, of things could they tell you? Look, um, you know, you've got hosts from all over the world. Um, I, I guess the, the thing you really sort of find out about there is uh, the, um, I guess, the challenges that hosts in some cities have. And, you know, I mean, there are a lot of regulatory challenges at the moment in places like Berlin and London and New York. Um, mm. And so some of those poor hosts are suffering a bit because, you know, the government's, you know, sort of making it a little bit difficult for Jumping, them. Making them jump through hoops. Although yeah, Airbnb exactly. and New York have come to a bit of an agreement and it's, it's all yeah. to do with the tight rental market there yeah. and the fact that you know not people people aren't, aren't able to rent places but they're coming to a bit of an agreement there and well uh, the thing is i think you know you can't you're not going to be able to stop this this is a tidal no. wave this is a whole uh, you know um uh, alternate economy mm. um and this is not going to stop and no, it's not going to go away so they need to find ways of working with it and the one mm. thing that uh, i mean i know a lot of the guys at airbnb corporate especially in sydney um that's head office in australia and i know for a fact they actually try and work with governments to you know try and uh, come to agreements and and you know it's about sort of um uh, I guess making it fit the community, you know, expectations and, yeah. and all of yeah. that. So, so yeah, and that's where Airbnb is different to some of the other platforms. Uh, Veronica is surfing the tidal wave of Airbnb. Back here at You're our house with David, Russ, and Paul. You are our back house. here on our house, and I'm Russ, and we are talking to Veronica Kipros uh, from Airbnb, a super host. Veronica, um, what I've loved about what you've discussed tonight, David has just recently um, Airbnb'd his apartment that I'm he learning owns all the time. And, but you've Every had a good. Day. First month, which we oh. love. You um, have mentioned off air, and I, I love this that there there is some ethical 
uh, ethical things that people should do if they're considering um, renting a property. Get to and the point, Airbnb. yeah, renting. Renting. So you, you, you're, you, what I like about so what Veronica's done, she's a business Airbnb. lady. What is the go with renting and putting it on Airbnb? Right, okay. Um, look, the thing is there are a lot of people, um, uh, quite often it's the, the people who sort of have more serious businesses that lease properties and then sublet them to... So, in other words... They lease it from a landlord, um, and then they um, let relet it, you know, on uh, to short stay guests. Um, now there is nothing wrong with doing that, but you really do need to disclose that to the landlord and have the landlord's permission in writing. Um, so um, I have to say, and I, I know we've spoken about this, Russ, that I actually do lease my apartments, um, yeah. and um, it's with full landlord permission. It's written into the leases, and my landlords absolutely love me. Um, um, and they are very keen for me to renew the leases because I look after the properties. Um, they're always immaculate. My guests they are wonderful guests. Well, they have to yeah. be because otherwise they would not be appealing. I wouldn't be so successful with them. It's the funny because I was going to say that, you know, we had Liana Slipitsky from the Slipitsky Sisters, a property manager, try and say that on, on, on a big night out. But anyway, um, and they said, you know, you can't sublet. But I suppose so no, you really have true. to go through a process of getting – well, you, you, a normal person that would be just le- leasing a place, you know, you can't yeah. sublet. Well, I mean, if, if, if you go through the process of getting yeah. written approval from the landlord, the person that owns the place, then you can do that. Yes, that's right. Um, I mean, there's a couple of scenarios again here. Uh, I mean, one is if you are living in uh, a place, just say you're renting a, mm-hmm. a house or an apartment and you want to let out your spare room uh, on Airbnb, or, and it's, forget about Airbnb, there's lots of platforms. Yeah. If you want to do that, you really need to let your landlord know and you mm. need to have their permission in writing. Yep. Yeah. End of story. Uh-huh. Because if you don't do it, um, then you will probably be busted at mm. some point um, and your landlord is not going to be willing to renew the lease to yeah, you. Yeah, one of the neighbours is or, 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 or like the that. neighbours, you know, might get. Well, who knows? You know, there's mm. all sorts of things that can happen. Um, if you are um, renting an apartment uh, with the intention of uh, subletting it, uh, you know, the entire place um, on the short stay market, again, you really need to have the landlord's permission yeah. in writing. And there are an awful lot of people I can tell you out there who are doing this and don't have the landlord's permission. It's not on. So, no. no, well, it, I mean, it, and it's not. Illegal just, per se, but you know, it's just yeah. not doing the right thing. Just quickly before we segue to in- insurance, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm interested in your both you and David's opinion on Paul, who is currently house hunting, wanting to buy, flat mm-hmm. hunting, whatever it may be. Yes. Um, is Airbnb putting him out of the market with what, um, and, and as you said, many other platforms, so not necessarily just Airbnb, um, with regards to um, leasing up all these places and, um, and, and putting them on the short stay market? Is that affecting Paul's ability to go and buy a place somewhere? I wouldn't think so. Um, that might be the case in some cities. It depends, mm. you know, like, and, and I'm not sort of completely across, like, housing affordability yeah. issues. You know, you need to have, you know, big studies and things to be able to speak with authority on that. Mm. Um, my understanding is Melbourne does not have that kind of a problem. Uh, there yeah. certainly are those problems in big cities like Berlin and, and others. Um, so, but, you know, if we're talking about Melbourne here, I would not think that's a concern. Um, I would say that um, uh, as a landlord, if, if you're looking at buying an investment property and, um, you know, um, with the prospect of, of letting it to somebody, obviously, to make income, um, you know, you've got a couple of options. You can let it to a long-term tenant um, and I think everybody could probably tell you about some horror stories about, you know, what the apartments and properties look like after you've had somebody living in it for five years. 
Or you could let it um, to either become an Airbnb host yourself and let it on the short stay market, um, in which case you're going to you know, need to have the property maintained beautifully um, and you know, you're going, probably going to make it possibly a better income if you do it well. Um, or the other thing is if you're a landlord and you uh, don't want to have the hassle of being um, uh, you know, the Airbnb host yourself and you say, look, you know what, I just want somebody in there long term, I just want to collect the rent. Well, there's a couple of options there as well. I mean, there are property managers, property management companies who will act as the host and act on your behalf and manage that property um, on the short stay market. And there's plenty of those. Again, as I said, there's this whole ecosystem of people springing up. Or the other thing is you get a tenant like me <laughs> so i'm an airbnb a host and i'm your long-term tenant yeah David, that's I true think very long question tenant. for you yeah, no look i've just had a message in uh, it's not actually a question do you have owner's court permission legislation will change this soon now i checked this out because i was actually the chairman of an owner's corp for about eight and a half years a very large owner's corp and in fact most buildings do not have in their regulations anything about airbnb and in order to change that um it takes a majority of owners in order to change the owner's corp rules for any specific building. If it's a small block, that can be done quite easily, but it has to be done, you know, due, due the, through the normal process. Um, in larger blocks, it will probably never happen because many of the owners and investors will be overseas ones, and it's very hard to change those rules. Another SMS was also saying more than landlord's permission, yes, they're making it harder for long-term tenants. Well, in fact, you've just proved to us, Veronica, that you are a long-term tenant. I'm effectively um, the long-term tenant. And um, to, when to we the think, land, like that's the relationship. With when we the think about one-bedroom yeah. apartments and how many have gone up in the certainly in the inner city of Melbourne, and many of them are empty, and we're, we're talking about quite an oversupply coming up in 2017 of one-bedroom apartments. On. One um, thing I, I it's probably picking up some of the slack there. Yes. Um, so you know, it's interesting yes. to hear, and thank yes. you for your comments too uh, for sending those in because we're always interested to find out what you're thinking about as well. I'm sure now, both of you have had people from the outer burbs come in and use your inner city apartments. Yeah, all the yeah. time. All the time I'm yeah, having a lot of people yeah. come in for a special night in town yes. or, you know, they might want to stay in Williamstown or yep. in South Melbourne or wherever. Yep. Um, what? Tell us about insurance because I'm mm. concerned about that and I'm trying to negotiate mm. insurance at the moment. What happens okay. in that sense? Well, um, when I started hosting, um, I realised that there was a problem uh, with insurance because and, and, and the more I sort of... Um, uh, I guess, fraternise with hosts and, you know, you start talking, you find out that there's a huge level of um, misunderstanding, ignorance and, and just misinformation out there. So a lot of hosts um, who are in-home hosting would think that their house and contents insurance, they'll say, OK, I've got my house and contents, I'm fine. Um, that's not actually the case. No, because uh, it's a short-stay accommodation. It changes yeah, the whole status. Yeah, that's right. So in most cases, and, and there may be a few rare exceptions, but in most cases your house and contents will not cover your host your guest risk yeah so if something happens to the guest if they i don't know fall down the stairs or mm. something horrible happens mm -hmm. you are not covered um and that is a massive massive risk um airbnb has some insurance in place they do they have uh, the host protection insurance but that's um that only covers you from million dollars of public liability um in the australian um scenario really a million is not nearly enough yeah 20 it's normally two is, point no, yeah no, 20 million 20. that's right yeah um so it's like insurance light yeah that's right and exactly it's like insurance light and the 
other thing is it's really not being tested. I've been trying to get a PDS of that product from mm-hmm. Airbnb for you know probably two years. Um, you can't get a PDS for it. Now, would you trust an insurance policy that you could not get a PDS for? No. Nobody knows what the details no. are. Nobody. But I have also so, heard of co-hosts um, claiming, certainly on property, I was talking to a, uh, somebody recently and they said they had to change all the locks. Airbnb paid for it. And there's certain things that they will cover through well, their Well, insurance. yeah, there, there are certain things. Yeah, I and mean, that's a different thing. That's called yeah. the host guarantee. And that's a, like a whole different set of circumstances. Okay. But really, I think, it, uh, you know, most hosts that I speak to generally accept that you do need your own individual insurance. Yeah, well, And certainly if, if and you've it, got an apartment, um, that's, this is the other thing. You only uh, need I'm, a plumber to come and work on your apartment. And if he, you know, falls over oh, and breaks his all, leg, all sorts, there you go. All sorts. Um, the other bit of sort of misinformation or misunderstanding out there is... Uh, that um, people say with an apartment like yours, they say, oh, look, there's lots of landlord insurance out there. I'll get some of that. And that's true. There are lots of landlord products out there. Doesn't cover you for short-stay accommodation. most of them are not applicable for short-stay. They're only for long-stay. Now, listen, you two, I'm going to have to break into your banter because we have a segment that we have to do. Veronica, we're going to have to ask you back. Um, But stay right where you are because we have our favourite segment on now. Um, Paul, I think you're ready. Here we go. Really? What what could it be? Like sands through the hourglass. What is it? So are the days of our lives. Goodness, it's days of our Lance once again. Did you enjoy it last week, Russ? I loved it. Lance, are you living in inner city Melbourne yet? Yeah, more importantly, did you enjoy it last week, Lance? I did. It was great. Yeah, thanks. You're not doing it, isn't it? Yeah, look, hey, tell us, Lance, what what has been happening in Days of Our Lance this week? Because you are going to move up to Melbourne eventually at some stage from Frankston. Um, What have you been up to in this past week? Just uh, slowly uh, going through some uh, documents and things like that to sort out, um, not as stacks of them, we just started, but uh, chucking out stuff I don't need and uh, sorting out what I need and where to into categories as you know, to take with me. So basically you're starting to do the decluttering process. Now this isn't something you can do overnight, I suppose. Look, it's taken me a couple of years just to get my head around it to, to do it. Yeah. Get you in the right headspace, right? That's correct. Yeah. And there'd be things that there would be emotional uh, ties to and there'd be things that you just sort of go, what on earth am I keeping this for? And, uh, yeah, I find that if you get tired, don't do it because um, you tend to want to keep things when you get tired. True. Lance, have you been doing any um, any um, um, house hunting or flat hunting up here in the, in the city yet? Uh, uh, since I talked to you last, you yeah. know, but um, I have uh, had a look around um, over the last, Six months or so, Caulfield area. I had a look around the Footscray area. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a nice place. That's a lovely area. Um, Collingwood, Carlton, those areas. Um, yeah, I've, I've been to a few places and uh, had a look at a few apartments. And that in, in CBD, as, CBD as well. Good. Okay. I've lived in the CBD, but, you know, there there are so many exciting places up around the inner city. So, I mean, it's going to be an amazing transformation. And, of course, we're going to 
uh, get an update from you every week. So Follow you. this week is really declutter. Don't do it when you're feeling emotional or when you're tired because you will feel emotional. And uh, what what are you going to do with stuff that you don't want? Are you going to donate it? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to have a giant garage sale? Look, it, 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 I've already uh, got rid of a lot of stuff, um, uh, mainly given away to friends, uh, down to the local RSPCA. Yeah, well, that's um, great. Great. Um, uh, my, my son, has, he's got a garage at the back, and that's full of machinery and old... They've got a 100-year-old engine out there that I've got to check out, which I'll, I'll be selling if I can. And uh, there's... Yeah, there's chuck out, give away... Um, to an op shop. Um, I think a lot of the things that I have some emotional attachment to, I'd rather give to friends. Yeah. All right. And also, I suppose at some stage, you're going to have to sort out what you want to take with you in your new life in inner Melbourne. Look, Lance, we will catch up with you again next week for Days of Our Lance. <laughs> and it's great talking to you once again this week. Great talking to you. Thanks very much. Bye, Lance. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.